that now gives you some framework for thinking about your decisions again, for what are you going to do in retirement? How are you going to spend your time? And also when it comes to spending, right? So a lot of people uh, are in a situation where when they have that financial freedom, like they don't have to think so much about their spending, but a lot of people, they're in a good situation, but they can't just spend on anything and everything. They need to give some consideration to it and watch it a little bit. So that really can give them a filter because when your values are clear, your decisions are a lot easier. Retirement. That's what we're all aiming at, right? But exactly what does that mean? It conjures up visions of endless days of golf, drinks with little umbrellas in them on a tropical beach, feet up reading a book. Is that what it's all about? I don't think so. Life would get pretty dull after a while without anything meaningful to do, don't you think? I'm Jackie Doucette, and I'm on a mission to discover exactly what life is like beyond retirement. Join me while I chat with people who've already done it, who've retired to something rather than from something. Let's find out together exactly what's waiting for us when we say goodbye to that nine to five. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Beyond Retirement. Today, I'm really excited to be joined by Joseph Curry, the owner and CEO of Matthews and Associates, located in Peterborough, Ontario, Canada, where Joe and his team help Canadians achieve what he calls true wealth. Joe's a certified financial planner and a certified health specialist. He's also the host of Canada's fastest growing retirement podcast, Your Retirement Planning Simplified. Joe, thanks for joining me today. I'm excited to be here, Jackie. Thank you. So my first question is always the same. Can you tell us just a little bit more about your background, who you are, and how you ended up doing what you're doing now? Sure, absolutely. So uh, I'd say first and foremost, uh, I'm a husband and a father of two young boys. Um, but aside from that, yeah, as you mentioned, I have a financial planning firm. Specifically, we were um, focused on retirees or people approaching retirement. And the way I got here is um, my dad, he's in this industry as well. And I remember this would be around the dot-com crash. So somewhere around 2000, I can you know vividly remember him coming home from work. And I could just see he kind of had like a, a proud thought. And so anyway, he expanded on that. And basically, he told me he got a, a call from one of his clients that day. Uh, she's an elderly lady, and she called him just to say, you know, Lauren, my dad, thanks, uh, thanks so much. You're the reason I can sleep at night through all this market turmoil. And so, anyway, so he shared that with me back then, uh, when I would have been about 15 or 16, and that really kind of got me thinking of this path of going into to financial planning. And so, I've gone so through some different kind of iterations, kind of finding my niche and where I really, you know, enjoy working. And so, for the last uh, probably since 2017, I've really kind of honed in and, and started focusing on, on this retiree and, and pre-retiree uh, age group or, or demographic. And it's it's been a lot of fun. I really enjoy helping people kind of make that transition and then helping them make the most of retirement when they get there. Wow, that's, I like that. I, I can't, I can't really imagine a you know, 15, 16 year old boy thinking, hey, I want to go into financial planning like my dad. You know, most of them, you know, they have their own thoughts. Maybe they want to do their dad's work, but quite often it's not that kind of work. I think that's great. Yeah, well, I think it was, it really was a lot to do with kind of that, that moment or that experience kind of turned that light bulb on. I think around that yeah. time, I had some ideas of what I wanted to do. I like the idea and the freedom of um, being a business owner. Um, so I was, you know, maybe kind of thinking about that already. And I liked math, finance, just that, that would always interest me from a young age. So but just kind of seeing that impact he was having on clients was what really made me kind of make that jump down this this path. 
Yeah, I think that's wonderful. So in the intro, I said that you have certifications as a financial planner and a health specialist. And I think that probably both of those are directly related to what you do with your clients. Sure. Um, I talked about the true wealth that you help your clients find. And, and I think that's what I want to share with the, uh, with the listeners. Can you talk a little bit about what true wealth means and how you focus on helping your clients find it? Sure. Yeah. So we kind of define that in a couple of ways. So um, first and foremost, it is helping our clients um, find or achieve financial freedom, but also free opportunities for those or the foundations, whatever it is that they love, whatever they're passionate about, and also spending their time and money on the things and the people that they enjoy. So it's helping with that framework of, of the, the financial piece, but it's really you know, money is just a means to something else. And so that's what we really want to help people understand is like, what is that means? And, and how are you working towards that and, and making the most of your life? Because it's not just about getting financially free. That's, that's just kind of opens the door to be able to have everything else that's important in life. Yeah, that, that's so true, isn't it? I mean, mon- everybody says, you know, money can't buy you happiness, but it's important to have the money so you can do the other things. Sure. Yeah. And I, I'm maybe the wording I use on that might not be the best wording to have what's important in life because there's a lot of things that have nothing to do with money at, at all, but it just opens up those additional opportunities, I guess, is, is the point I'm trying to make. Exactly. And, you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's, it's important to have your finances in order so that you're comfortable and able to do all the other things that you want to do. Yeah, absolutely. I think we're going to talk a little bit about it, but um, one of the the values when we go through kind of values exercise with our, our clients or new potential clients that almost always comes up, especially if it's a couple for at least one of them, is uh, security. That's kind of the value that we hear over and over and over again, and that's what the, what the finances can help with. Yep, exactly. So yeah, you mentioned that. I know you've developed something that you call a retirement navigator that you use to help your clients plan their retirement, and it's got a few different parts. So can you talk a little bit about what the different parts are? Sure. Yeah. So the first two parts are completely unrelated to money. So um, kind of section number one is all about understanding your core values. And section number two is all about finding your purpose. So the rest of it, I, I won't dive really too much into the rest of it, but it's all the kind of the pieces you need to put together for the financial planning aspects of your retirement. And so, but the main reason that I developed this is because when we would go through meetings with um, potential clients, um, you know, we'd have the conversation around values and around purpose. But what I found is that it's it's kind of hard for people to just let that roll out of them. And some people are good at it, but others, they haven't really thought about that. They haven't had maybe those conversations with themselves or their spouses in a lot of scenarios. So the navigator, what it really does is it gives a bit of a framework for people to kind of take that ahead of a meeting with, with us. It's also on our um, retirement planning, uh, sorry, retirement planning simplified.ca website. We're going to be putting it up there just so anyone, whether they're a client or not, they just have a framework for starting with what I would say is the most important piece of your retirement planning. When it comes to the values, um, Again, a lot of people really haven't thought about this. They inherently have some kind of uh, maybe a feeling deep inside of what those values are and maybe act in accordance with those. But I think a lot of people haven't really sat down to think about what they are. And more importantly, they haven't really directed their spending in a way that's necessarily working with their values. So what I mean by that is a lot of people kind of just spend kind of almost like impulse spending, right? Not everyone, but that happens a lot. 
And when we can work through values with somebody and they're clear on what those top values are, and then they go back through their spending, they can see what, you know, what they're spending that actually is in alignment with their values and where they're also just kind of spending a lot of money without really thinking about it was really not bringing them any additional meaning to their life. So that's why we really want to start there. Um, because a, we can help people line up their spending with their values, but also it allows them to start thinking about retirement beyond, so beyond working, like how are they going to be spending their time? What types of activities they want to do? Who do they want to be doing it with all that kind of stuff? So the, the exercise that we created is, um, is, First off, it's just asking people to go ahead and, you know, list the first 10 words that come to mind when they think of their own values. So for some people, that's easy. They get the 10 words there pretty quickly. For other people, that could be, you know, an hour exercise, just thinking of 10 words that might represent something close to their values. Um, but then the, after they've kind of done the first things that come to mind, then what we have them do is we give them a list. And so if you're listening to this and you don't actually have the navigator, I mean, you can just Google a list of values, right? And so we have a, a whole list of what some people will consider a core value so that you can kind of go through. Um, it'll get you thinking of some other things. You can and just go through and circle or highlight all those words that mean something to you, have a little bit of a deeper meaning. And then what we have you do is then we take your words, the words you've highlighted, and then go back through them and narrow them down to less than seven, right? And so that's, again, a, a process in itself, which could take some time. Um, and so one of the things when people are having trouble working through that is what we would say is, you know, if you have a, a couple values, like do any of those values cancel each other out? Right. I'm trying to, I can't even think of a, an example right now, but um, there are sometimes you'll see where this value, like it's important to me, but when I spend too much on this value, this really important value, actually I, there's no room for it. Right. So it just can kind of help you narrow it down when you, you think about it or approach it that way. But once you get through that, if you should have, you know, five to seven, when I've done my own core values, I have the seven, I can go down any further than that. Um, but anyway, that, that now gives you some framework for thinking about your decisions again, for what are you going to do in retirement? How are you going to spend your time? And also when it comes to spending, right? So a lot of people uh, are in a situation where when they have that financial freedom, like they don't have to think so much about their spending, but a lot of people, they're in a good situation, but they can't just spend on anything and everything. They need to... Right give some consideration to it and watch it a little bit. So that really can give them a filter because when your values are clear, your decisions are a lot easier. Any questions or thoughts on that, on the value piece before I go into purpose? Yeah, well, um, definitely. And for people who haven't really spent any time thinking about this, you know, values can be just about anything. I guess it's like loyalty or freedom or fun or, you know, all of those things are values and it's just all the kind of emotion driving forces that that you think of in your life those are what stir your values right yeah absolutely and yeah giving people especially when people have thought about this hearing examples is helpful right so like some of my values are uh family and adventure those are kind of two of my my big ones uh like lifetime growth those are some of my values so um but yeah when you when you really think about that get intentional about how you're living um you know you might make a lot of changes in your life because we all, when we're young, we have all these dreams of how we want to do things and what things will look like when we're older. But then we just start working and, and, you know, we have kids and we don't really think about any of that stuff anymore. Right. So retirement's a time to go back to those core values and think about who you are and who you want to be and, and actually start living out those values. Yeah. I think, I think that's uh, it's something that a lot of people want to do and don't spend a lot of time doing. And I think I, I went through the, uh, 
the values part. And it took me a while to come up with them. And, and I've done it a few times. And happily, it's the same words that always come back to me, which is good, I guess. But you know, there's only there's only, you know, three or four that always come out at the top of the list. And, you know, things like for me, it's it's, you know, number one is freedom. And and for for me, every time I've done any list, freedom has been the one that's always made it you know, all the way through all the scratching outs. And, you know, it's it's got to be there because to me, that's the epitome of life beyond retirement is you're free to do what you want when you want. Yeah, absolutely. I'm right there with you on that one. And it's funny because adjusting your spending to go along with that is something that I have trouble with. I'm, I am for sure the impulse impulse spender all the way. It's like, wow, I, I really hope that I drop off the face of the earth before my money runs out because it's going to be close. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it is the tough thing, but again, at least it's giving you a bit of a filter. But freedom is that's a tough one. <laughs> yeah, the spending. it is. It because you've got to you know you've got to put ties on that. You've got to put a little bit of a you know a box around what it really means, or or it's going to be way too free. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. That's where I guess if you can look at some of your other values and and also kind of use them as your filter. Yep. So after they figure out their values, you move on to your purpose. Yeah. So purpose. So one of the things I say about purpose is a lot of people, when they start thinking about, oh, what's my purpose? They get kind of fixated on this idea that they they should know or they should be choosing some purpose that's a lifelong pursuit that they can never change and they have to devote their whole life to. And so when I talk about purpose, that's not that's not what I'm talking about. And I mean, if you can find that, that's great. That's there's nothing wrong with that. But um, that kind of just that's that whole paralysis by analysis thing is what sets in for a lot of people, right? And they never really get too clear on it. But the whole idea, the reason we're talking about this, especially as we approach retirement, is because most people from that kind of uh, go into the working into the workforce, whether you're a business owner or you're an employer, whatever your career looks like, and you have kids and you you form an identity, right? So you know whether that identity is a, as a business owner, that identity is as a parent or, or whatever it is. And then all of a sudden you end up in retirement and you don't know how to identify anymore because maybe your kids have moved out and you've retired so you don't have the, your work. So all of a sudden you have this completely different world that you're not used to. You don't know where you fit in. So the idea of coming up with purpose is really just like, what's going to get you out of bed in the morning once you don't have to be up for work specifically, right? And so you don't have to just have one purpose and you uh, don't have to have, say, multiple purposes that just never, ever change. They can be ever changing, right? So what we try to do in the, the Navigator is you know, how people go through, like, what are the things you're doing while you're still working that you love? What skills do you have that you really like um, using? Um, thinking about, like, when you were a kid, what are some of the things that you wanted to do that you've never really got around to do? Or maybe you did just don't get to do them as much as you like. What are, what are things, um, you know, just over time that you've thought look interesting, but because of work and kids and everything else, you've just never had a chance to pursue. So just start kind of putting together a list of all, all of this. And then, it's, um, you know, kind of looking at your values, like do your values also kind of give you some other ideas of, of things you might want to do. And so, you know, this might lead you back to um, continuing to work, but maybe in a different capacity than your working years. Uh, maybe it's spending time, um, you know, volunteering with uh, charities that you're passionate about, or maybe it's uh, just being a grandparent and being available to, to help your kids with, the, with your grandkids. 
Um, so anyway, there's a lot of different ideas that can kind of come up here, but the point is that you don't just have to choose one thing and, but it is getting clear on kind of what are your priorities, right? And, um, Jackie, we're going to have you on my podcast and we'll talk a little bit about the kind of the different phases. So there's always the honeymoon phase, right? Where you probably are trying a little bit of everything. Everything's exciting. It's kind of the, the vacation. I think they put in pictures, yep. but it's not really the vacation or the, uh, the retirement that lasts. Right. So, um, once you get through that honeymoon, you're going to want to be a little more clear on like where those priorities are again, purposes. So I'm going to, I'm going to switch the language now from purpose to priorities, right? So if we think about it in terms of priorities, it's easier for people to get their head around. So for me right now, my priorities are uh, my family, my health, and my business. Those are my three key priorities, right? So when I'm thinking about how I'm spending my time, it's always being intentional, making sure those three areas are looked after before I go anywhere else in my life. And again, it comes back to intentionality. I think I've used that word a couple of times now. Um, but those purposes, they may change over time. Right. At some point, maybe I want to retire. So maybe the being a business owner is no longer going to be one of my purposes or priorities. And so I mentioned my kind of my, one of my values is adventure. So maybe I'd switch that to doing uh, more travel or more adventures uh, and figuring out, you know, maybe I end up getting into more hiking or mountaineering or who knows what it is. Right. But th so those can change over time. That's just an example. But my, my family values or priority is probably never going to change. Like that's probably going to stay um, pretty front and center for me and my health. Like those are two important things to me that I don't know what the future holds, but I don't, I don't see a world where those are changing, but my, you know, my business owner to retiree, there's going to be some kind of a change there at some point. And, and that's really the, for me, the one that I'll have to get clear on ideally before retirement okay. about what's going to take that place. Right. And I use the example in the navigator for some people, it might just be, uh, one of those priorities might be to find the next priority. And so maybe that is just spending time each week, being curious and exploring some of these things we talked about earlier, right? Like things you wanted to do when you were a kid or, or whatever else comes to mind when you built that list. Maybe you can't just narrow it down, but you can so spend some time experimenting with uh, with activities uh, related to that, to those different passions or ideas or skills and to see where it takes you. And, you know, maybe you do something for a while, maybe it turns into golf but you realize you actually hate golf. So that's fine. Get rid of it. Try something else. That's probably not a good example because again, that's one of those things we think we're going to retire to, but we can get sick of playing it after a while. And it's not really a purposeful retirement. Uh, that's funny. Retire or golf is definitely not one of the things I was planning to retire to. It's, it's got to be the least ideal sport for me. I can't even imagine going out and spending time doing something that from the very first swing is going to frustrate me. Yeah. So it's a really good point. So I think I mentioned to you earlier, I'm going golf this afternoon, but every Thursday afternoon, it's the same thing. Yeah. Like, why am I doing this? Yeah. That's I, I, <laughs> tell, anyway. I tell my friends, I've, I've got this cartoon. I, I don't know if you're familiar with the old BC comic strip with the, uh, um, all the stone age guys. And one of yeah, them was, yeah. he was explaining to one of the women about golf and she's looking at him like he's crazy going, the idea is to hit it as few times as possible. And, and he goes, yeah, that's it. So she hands him the club and says, why hit it at all? <laughs> Perfectly sums it up right there. So I, I really like the way that you kind of shifted from purpose to priorities and passions and kind of interchanged them all because I think a lot of people really have trouble with the idea of 
what is their purpose in life and the and they think that they have to have some big deep you know um mother teresa kind of calling and you know it's so not that and and having your priorities in place or having your you know your likes and dislikes lined up i think is what it really is yeah absolutely there's um uh, a term that uh, is a business coach, um, Dan Sullivan uses, unique ability. And so he's relating that to business owners, like continue to do more and more of your unique ability and give up the other things that you're not as good at or you don't enjoy doing. But it's kind of the same idea, you know, when you move into retirement is you have that ability to do what you want. So think about what are those things, yeah, that you like to do and maybe you're good at. Um, and how do you just do more of that and less of the things you don't you don't want to do yeah. right but it's it's never uh for some people maybe it is but for most people it's never perfectly static and, and unchanging no. it's okay to evolve and, and continue to change over time yeah for sure I mean, when you first retire like you mentioned maybe your your sole purpose is to look after your grandkids so that your 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 kids can continue to work and do their you know do what they need to do but those kids are going to grow up and that can't be your purpose forever exactly that's a perfect example yeah, I had a I had a guest one other time and he called that unique, unique work, your Picasso work, you know, the work that that you are the artist on you do that and you let other people do the rest of the stuff. And, you know, everybody is everybody's happy that way. Yeah, exactly. And that's the kind of thing that gives you energy. Right. And you want to keep yeah. coming back to. Yeah, exactly. So once the once people have, you know, they've gone through the uh, the values and the purpose how do they feel usually in, in your experience? How are, how are people looking at retirement? You know, a lot of people haven't, you know, well, especially when we were just having this conversation in a meeting, like they weren't really expecting to go there with a financial planner. <laughs> They're thinking about <laughs> uh, looking at their investment statements and things like that. Right. So um, it's, yeah, I, I think I get a lot of surprise. Um, I get people thinking a lot harder than maybe they expected. Um, but it also then gets people opening up and they start talking a lot more because at the end of the, the day, when we think about it, like, that's why we want to retire. We want to retire so that we can focus more on those types of things. Right. But I think in a lot of cases, people just haven't been given permission to start thinking, thinking that way. Um, and especially when they're not a hundred percent sure if they're ready financially to retire, right. That's yeah. what they're coming into. So, um, but again, always want to make sure, even if you know someone's a ways there from retirement, we still want to get clear on those, the values and purpose. Um, just to make sure we're spending our time and our money in a, in a way that is actually meaningful to us. Um, so anyway, that just kind of sets the framework. So then when we put together any kind of planning, that's we kind of keep that front and center on the top of any plan, just to make sure that any advice that we're giving is then is relating back to those values and the, and the purpose. And, and then we get into goals more specific, right, as, as we go, but it's kind of bringing it all back to that. So yeah, so it is, it is something I don't think most people are, uh, initially are expecting. Yeah. Um, but the more I talk about it in a podcast and things like that, I think people are becoming a little more accustomed to it. Yeah. And I, I've listened to a few episodes on your podcast, a few of the different uh, people who are not bent financially, but are doing more of the, what are you going to do with retirement sort of things? And it's, you know, I think it's a, it's a good balance that you've got because it's important. All of those parts are important. Yeah. And, and I find that making that transition is hardest for people who, um, you know, like devoted themselves to their career. Yep. And and those are a lot of the people that we work with, right? A lot of business owners come in and like, that's just, you know, 40 to 60 hours a week that has been doing that for 40 years. And all of a sudden they think they're, 
going to sell their business and turn it all off. They're like, and they haven't really given a lot of thought to it, right? So it's yeah. really important in those scenarios to make sure that we're having those those conversations, both with me, if my, I'm the planner or whoever the planner is, but also with themselves and with their spouse, if that's, a, if that's the case. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a, it's definitely a shock when you wake up that first morning and you don't have a job to go to anymore. If you've been doing it for 60, 70 hours a week for 40 years. Yeah, I, I can only imagine that. I mean, obviously I haven't done that yet, but I hear hear all the stories from all our clients. Yeah. So you said you work with people who are, you know, preparing for retirement. When when do you recommend that people start thinking about the retirement navigator and and starting to do those activities? Uh, it's funny you mentioned that because I think my next podcast I do solo is actually going to be on that. But uh, <laughs> it's yeah, I always tell people. I mean, the best time to start planning for retirement is probably forty years ago if you're thinking about retiring in the next couple of years. But I think the question really is like, okay, when do we start shifting our thinking from just saving money for retirement to actually getting clear on what's that next step look like? So, you know, I usually tell people if we can start at least like three or four years ahead of the ideal retirement date, that's that's good because then you start, you have time to start thinking about it. Uh, what it's going to look like going through like the navigator, like we just talked yeah. about. So getting clear and, you know, Part of that might answer the question of, do you really want to retire? I also think a lot of people retire because they think they're supposed to when they hit a certain age, which if you love what you're doing, that doesn't mean you, like, you don't have to retire, right? Mm-hmm. You, you can, and that's great, but you also don't have to. So part of it, just get clear, make sure that's the right decision for you. Um, when you're identifying those priorities, it's helping maybe you get a better picture of what retirement might look like. So then from there, you can start to get an idea about, okay, well, how much money do you actually need to support retirement, like on an annual basis or a monthly basis? And then we can start working in the finance pieces, like where are we at, where do we need to get from today over the next few years to be in a position where we have that financial freedom? And if we're not where we need to be, um, you know, what are the levers that we could be pulling? Like, do we want to work longer? Do we want to maybe scale back our lifestyle and not spend as much? Yeah. Do we want to work part-time? Like, this, so there's a different ways we can go about that but so getting kind of clear taking all that inventory and then once there's some somewhat concrete decisions made i say that because things can change over a few years Uh, but once we get to say one year out then what i tell people is what you really want to do is we want to take any income you have coming in we want to have it all go into a separate bank account and then just pay yourself once a month out of that bank account into a checking account that all your spending is done out of and that amount is going to be what you're planning on spending in retirement. So you're going to find out if you can actually live off of that amount. Uh, in a lot of cases, people think they can live off a certain amount, but what they haven't thought about is all the other one-offs that come up, right? Like, oh yeah, that vacation my friends are going on. I never thought about that expense or yeah, I still want to get the really nice car. Like I don't want to dial it back on the vehicle. So I'm still going to spend $80,000 on whatever vehicle. So that wasn't really built into the monthly spending. Yeah. And so anyway, so it, it just gives people, if we could do that two years out, that's even better. But at least a year out to just see, you know, is that working? Is it reasonable or not? So those are kind of some leading up to retirement steps that could be taken. And ideally, they're taken at least a few years out. Yeah, that's great. I think that's really good advice. I, I like the idea. Three or four years out is is a nice way, a nice place to start. Um, I'm kind of with you. I, when people ask me when they should start thinking about it, I tell them, when they start working, you know, plan for that day as early as you can, but at least three or four years is good. So you can, you know, 
kind of gauge what's going right and what's not going right. Yeah, exactly. Just at least know where you're at. Yeah. Well, Joe, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, before we uh, finish off, is there anything you'd like to share with the listeners about what you've got coming up or that sort of thing? Um, I'm going to put your your website and and all the information in the show notes so that people can find you. But I don't know if there's anything happening. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure that you had all the information there. I mean, I guess the big focus we have outside of our you know financial planning firm is just uh, your retirement planning simplified podcast which I'm excited to have you on as a guest. Actually, by the time this airs, you're probably already being a guest. Um, so that's kind of our main thing right now. If anybody wants to know what's going on, we just, you know, we don't roll out too far ahead on that, maybe uh, recording a, a couple of weeks or a month ahead. So that's usually kind of lets everyone know what's going on. And it's just a constant way of uh, getting information in the hands of people who are, again, thinking about or just into retirement so that they can make good choices with their money and start thinking about some of these other topics that we just talked about today. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining me today, Joe. I've really enjoyed it. And I'm sure the listeners have got a lot out of it. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I appreciate you having me on, Jackie. Thank you. And that's it for this episode of Beyond Retirement. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I hope you enjoyed it. To check out the video interviews, please go to my YouTube channel at bit.ly forward slash beyond retirement. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash beyond retirement. Be sure to subscribe so you won't miss any new episodes.